Joe Biden and Democrats continue to ride a platform that nobody really cares about. Oregon has proven me right, and it only took 16 months to do it. And can we really question whether this is a conspiracy or not? Because I'm getting, I'm seeing a lot of evidence that this may not be a conspiracy. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yes, I'm doing my podcast a little early today because I got to go pick up a Dremel. What's a Dremel? It's something that I can carve my wood with, and I need to. I'm actually carving a chess set. And it, it's it's going well. I mean, I think the first, I'm carving my bishops first. But uh, the problem is that they're really kind of rough in a Dremel. And it doesn't matter if they're too rough. I don't care. I, it's more of a custom thing just to say, just to, to have the pieces and say they're custom pieces. But they got to be just smoothed out. And a Dremel is really the only way to do it. Okay, so I'm watching the stock market right now, and we are now in recession territory. Uh, the stock market at this moment is down uh, 600, well, 700 points. Uh, it's been hanging around between 650 and 750 points down. Uh, we're at 29,000. That's not good. None of that is good. If it drops another 2 3% today, um, they're really going to seriously have to look at the we're, we're going to be in a recession. Now, most people are saying, no, we're going to a recession. It's, in, it's inevitable now. It's absolutely inevitable. Right now, we our GDP, it's been reported yesterday, our GDP is at zero. We, in other words, we have no growth. Zero growth. And of course, a recession is when we actually have negative growth. So none of this is good. The Fed yesterday raised the interest rates by 0.75%. Um, <laughs> buying a house, buying a car right now, it's just going to be brutal on the payments. Country's falling apart. Thank you, Joe Biden. But that's okay. The Democrats have it absolutely in control. Uh, unfortunately, they can't seem to get out of their own way. Uh, instead of worrying about some of this stuff and dealing with it, which they won't because this is part of what they want to do. They want to bring the United States down to the level of a bunch of other countries. That's what they're trying to do. Um, they keep jumping on platforms that are not only un unimportant, but as we'll see later, quite unpopular. God, you know... I swear, November just can't come fast enough. So let's take a look at this uh, story here with Joe Biden. According to the Daily Caller, President Joe Biden will direct the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, to expand access to gender-affirming care at a, at a Pride Month event Wednesday, the White House said. Biden will issue an executive order telling HHS to strengthen efforts to ban conversion therapy and increase access to sex change treatment for transgender Americans, including children. We'll, go, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at some of this stuff in a second. The order will also target legislation passed in some Republican-led states to limit the promotion of LGBT material to children, such as Florida's parental rights law. Okay, so what is it doing? 
What is this loss? But what is this executive order doing? And I, I wouldn't exactly panic about this executive order. I, I, I don't see much about this. But what it will do is it'll push, push affirming care over over actual treatment, which is a psychological treatment, which is wait and see treatment. Now, there are two ways that people deal with this. Psychologists deal with this and psychiatrists deal with this, and they don't agree. One is that if I say something, they use affirming care and they instantly agree and they promote it and they enable it. And that's what they're doing with kids right now. Kids say, I'm a trans kid. And what do they do? Oh, then you must be a trans kid. And they start giving you hormones without telling your parents, their their parents. The other is what these people call, the left calls, conversion therapy. Conversion therapy is not conversion therapy. Now, in the old days, when there were when you were gay, a lot of people would send you to a church, and they would actually go through a process of conversion, which was actually more damaging. But what a lot of psychologists see when there is a person who says they're a trans kid, they go through a wait-and-see moment. They go, they just wait and see what's going to happen. Most of the kids who go through it, decide they're not trans, they're just gay. But this is what they're calling conversion therapy. So what the left would like you to do is, if somebody says they're trans, instead of waiting and seeing and and letting that individual be a complete person, they say that's conversion therapy, you're not allowed to do it, and um, the minute that kid says he's trans, start putting him on, on horm- devastating hormones, which we've talked about in the past, and start lopping off parts of their body. That's what they want to do. And I, I don't even understand the reasoning for it, but that's what they call conversion therapy, and they want to get rid of that. Instead of a psychiatrist saying, wait and see. By the way, you cannot say wait and see in California. It's illegal. You can go to jail, lose your license. That's considered conversion therapy. There's been a law in the books for about five years. Incredible. Anyway, this has the goal to facilitate the use of hormone and transition surgeries. That's what they're trying to do. So your, your five-year-old says, you know, I'm a, I'm a, he's a boy and he decides to say he's a girl. Um, boom, hormone therapy put that get that uh, castration uh, hormone into his body and start lopping off his penis. It also addresses universal bathrooms and locker rooms. So the idea here is uh, you should be able to use whatever bathroom you want, whatever locker room you want. And I didn't read the actual executive order and I didn't, I didn't see anything mentioned, but probably also talks about uh, talks about uh, putting letting women, Oh, letting men participate in women's sports. We'll have to see. The left, the left, believes that this bill, that the conversion therapy or the um, affirming therapy, will actually lower suicide rates, and that's one of the things the bill does mention. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. He will sign a bill surrounded, he signed the bill surrounded by a bunch of LGBTQ trans kids uh, from Texas and Florida. And he did that just to focus the hardest anti-transing the kids bills 
laws are in Texas and Florida. So he did that as a slap in their faces, though I, I, the only people I'd like to slap are the freaking parents that did this. And it's just anti-conversion. They're just trying to attack. So in a statement that was released with the bill, the administration stated, President Biden, and it, this, this has so much BS in it, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do one paragraph. I just had to do the whole thing. President Biden believes that no one should face discrimination because of who they are and whom they love. Since, well, here's the first part of that problem. Um, who they are is not the opposite sex. And no one stopped gay people. That's it, Everyone seems to think this is an anti-gay, this, this, the don't say gay bill and all this crap. That's nothing to do with it. It's just a kid at 10 should be allowed to grow up and then make decisions on his own when he has a, a developed prefrontal cortex. But no one wants to do that. Since President Biden took office, he has championed the rights of LGBTQI plus, minus, ampersand, Americans, and people around the world, accelerating the march towards full equality. Over 300 anti-LGBTQI plus laws have been introduced in state legislatures over the past year, and many of them specifically target transgender children and their parents by banning access to medical care and support at schools. President Biden is addressing these harmful, hateful, and discriminatory attacks head-on, not only by speaking up for America's families, but taking action to stand up to the bullies targeting LGBTQI plus people. Well, you know something? Um, who's being bullied? Parents who don't want this crap because the, the schools aren't telling anything to the parents. They're just transing the kids. They're socially transit, transing the kids. Um, who's being bullied here? Uh, let's see. To help support impacted families, President Biden is charging the Department of Health and Human Services with protecting LGBTQI plus children and families from attacks on their access to health care and has instructed HHS to release new sample policies for states on how to expand access to comprehensive health care for LGBTQI plus patients. Yeah, you know what? These states don't want it. That's why they created the laws. They don't want opinions from the White House. The president is also directing the Department of Education with addressing the impacts of state laws that target LGBTQI plus students and has charged the department with releasing a sample school policy for achieving full inclusion for LGBTQI plus students. You know what? No one wants it. Florida doesn't want to hear what the, what the White House has to say. I mean, these guys believe, oh, you should be, I mean, they, they're, the assistant secretary for HHS is a trans, is a man who thinks he's a woman. By the way, he has kids, so it's not like he's always been a woman and thinks you should be able to lop off body parts. Some things about this whole thing that, that really get me, first off, this is probably unconstitutional. The state makes a law. The president can't, through executive order, just sit there and ignore the law. This also shows how Joe Biden's not a king, okay? 
is this also shows that Democrats don't give a damn about the Constitution. He should know better than that, that he can't just create an executive order overriding state laws. It's hard enough to create laws through Congress to override state laws. That's not constitutional. Um, suicide rates, that's the one thing that got me because he, he was all concerned about suicide rates. Um, suicide rates are about the same before and after transition. There's no difference between the two. It's around 40%, 39 to 40%. I think uh, after transition, it's still 39%, and before transition, it's like 40%. So, and we've got tons of studies that show that. Finally, what he doesn't bring up here is how a trans family is not necessarily a trans family. Schools in the state of Florida, in Virginia, in Texas, were actually transing the kids socially and physically through hormones without informing the parents. The parents didn't want that. Minnesota's another example. The parents didn't want that. The parents wanted to be informed. They didn't agree with it. But there you go. Uh, this is all about... Uh, the, he's got to find some platform to stand on. Everything else is failing. The gun thing has failed. It's not working. The abortion thing has failed. It's not working. He is, he is at 35% approval rate right now. He is in the 20s when it comes to the economy and foreign policy. He is falling apart right now. The problem is the Democrats, they could easily get him out of office, but they've got no one to replace him. They have no one to replace him. Excuse me, English. Just like I won't call an individual a they, them. I'm not going to start messing up my English. So, you know, good for you, Joe, I guess. Here's another example. According to Daily Wire, Assistant Speaker of the House of Representatives, Catherine Clark, a Democrat from Massachusetts, and House Democrat Caucus Chairman Hakeem Jeffries, a Democrat from New York, sent a letter to the House Administration Committee Wednesday pushing, committee, pushing the committee to support efforts to install single-occupancy restrooms in the House of Representatives and the office buildings in which congressional congresspeople and their staff work. Clark and Jeffries said that installing the bathrooms is critical for both, both tour groups and capital staff who identify as transgender. Really? This is important right now? With all the crap that's happening in the country and around the world, this is the big problem? What, hey, here's something wild and crazy maybe you guys could make some laws about. How about the 240,000 illegal aliens that crossed the border in May? By the way, that's a record. These guys are going to get slaughtered in November because they can't focus. They're always waving the shiny bauble to try and get everyone's attention. Well, guess what? It's not working. Even CNN is beginning to question the Democrats. And the shiny bauble just ain't that shiny anymore. Oh, by the way, all this LGBTQ BS, each LGBTQI plus, whatever they, they said, 
um, people don't like it either. According to Fox News, the Washington Post University of Maryland, Washington, a Washington Post-University of Maryland survey released Tuesday asked a random national sample of adults whether they think, quote, transgender women and girls should or should not be allowed to compete in sports with other women and girls at each of the following levels. M- the majority, 58%, and I think that's low, by the way, 58% said it should not be allowed in college or professional sports, compared to 28% who sh- said it should. 55% of respondents said it should, shouldn't should be allowed in high school sports, compared to 30%, and 49% said it shouldn't be allowed into youth sports. Now, I do want to point out that this is from the Washington Post working with the University of Maryland. These are two extremely left-wing outlets. I guarantee you, not a lot of folks from Nebraska, from the breadbasket in Nebraska were interviewed about this. Okay, I've seen other polls by either more right-leaning folks or kind of middle-of-the-road folks that say it's between, this trans crap is between 70 and 80% against it. So, be because the first thing when I read this, it's 58%. That's not a lot. And then I looked, oh, Washington Post, University of Maryland. Yeah, of course. I saw one poll where it was 86%, but I think that had the opposite effect. I, th- I think that poll was conservative only. Now, some other things from the article. 68% believe that trans girls had an advantage over regular girls. Okay, Let's just rephrase that. 68% believe boys had an advantage over girls. 2% said that girls had an advantage, and 30% said there was no advantage at all. Okay, I, I'm still a little shocked that's low. Respondents were also asked whether they were concerned that not allowing transgender girls to compete, boys to compete with other girls in youth sports would negatively impact the mental health of girls. 58, 52% said yes, and 48 said no. Now, I thought, this is an incredible stat. Then I remembered, well, youth sports, a lot of them are co-ed. So a lot of them already, boys and girls, and they don't have to be trans, they already compete together. For example, my grandkids compete with girls, but they're, you know, they're competing in six, seven-year-old ages. Um... The survey also found that 40% of Americans say greater social acceptance of transgender people is, quote, a good for society, while 25% said it's bad for society, and another 35% said it's, it's whatever. That, that's, a, that's an important one. So, what did we learn from this poll? Uh, one, people, people just don't care too much about transgenderism. That's that last point that the... Uh, survey showed us. 40% think it's it's great that there's social acceptance for trans people. Um, but And 35% said, I really don't care. So a lot of people just don't care about this. Most people just don't want this impacting their lives like it's doing. They don't want it impacting their children's lives. Which, by the way, a majority believe that. Don't trans my kid in schools. A majority of people believe that. Look at what happened in Virginia last year 
when they had the election. That was run completely on the sexual indoctrination of children in the Virginia schools. They don't want this affecting their lives. And not to mention the trans community, which is really a bizarre thing, makes up less than 1% of the population. The Democrats are writing this, this, are writing this surfboard for 1% of the population? Studies have been released, uh, I think, last week. I have to hunt for it. But a study was released last week that said that most people that identify as LGBTQI plus or queer, they're actually straight. They only identify that as because of uh, politics, social acceptance. So this is not even a thing with the kids. The left is standing on a platform that no one cares about or that is effing with their lives and they don't like it. So go go for it. It's going to be a phenomenal November for Republicans. I don't see how Democrats get out of it. Okay, I have always been against legalized drugs, even marijuana. I have a few reasons for this, and I, I've said them in the past. I'm not going to go too far into it. I have have had a very bad personal experience with addiction, not me, but a family member. So I'm not a big fan of drugs, period. Marijuana, just not as safe as they make it out to be. And it is a gateway drug for some people. It can lead to harder drugs. And anyone who sits there and argues this, I, I, I tell you give them to me for 15 minutes, they won't agree with me. They'll tell me, no, it's it's actually very natural. Cigarettes are natural. I mean, I, what, what do I have to tell you? There's no benefit to legalizing drugs. Make drugs medical if it's needed. But I mean, what benefit, what benefit does alcohol serve? Obviously, the government thought it served no benefit because they banned it, prohibition, it just didn't work out. Other problem, we've become a nanny state. There is an incredible expense to taking care of drug addicts who live on the street, who are homeless, who have mental health problems. I mean, if this was the 1950s and you decided to shoot up heroin, guess what? Okay, you're going to be on the street and there's no, there's no safety net for you. And then finally, the big one, it's the give a mouse a cookie principle or what's called the slippery slope. Eventually, they'll want to legalize far more dangerous drugs and even make those drugs acceptable. Well, we have proof about this. Uh, According to Fox News, the streets of downtown Portland, Oregon resemble an open-air drug market. Heroin, meth, fentanyl use is rampant and often visible on city streets. Portland police officers drive by homeless addicts buying and using. By the way, it's like that in San Francisco. It's like that in Los Angeles. It's not legal in San Francisco or Los Angeles, but they don't do anything about it. The signs of drug addiction are actually increasing throughout the state, according to law enforcement sources. Oregon ranks second highest among U.S. states for substance abuse with nearly one in five addicted. Can you imagine 
One in five adults is addicted to some sort of drug. 20%. In November 2020, voters overwhelmingly passed Measure 110, the Drug Addiction Treatment and Recovery Act, and it, it's not what it is. That Democrats know how to name bills, but it does exactly the opposite. Secured 58% of votes and decriminalized possession of small amounts of hard drugs such as heroin, meth, cocaine, and fentanyl. The new law made possession of those substances no more than a Class E violation, the equivalent of a traffic ticket, punishable, punishable by a maximum of a $100 fine, which, by the way, no one paid. Uh, but the fine is dismissed when someone who is... Oh, there it is. But the fine is dismissed when someone who is fined calls a help hotline for life and completes a health assessment. The idea is to connect drug abusers with services and treatment instead of putting them behind bars. By the way, um, how's that working out? Yeah, uh, only about 20% actually use that. So it's not working out at all. So here's what's going on. So the drug overdose deaths has hit an all-time time, uh, time all-time high in Oregon in 2021 with 1,069. That's a 41% increase from 2020. There's a report called the Lund Report. Only 136 people had entered treatment. That's le- I'm sorry, I said it was 20%. No, it's less than 1%. So you get that ticket, you call them, you do the health assessment, they ask you if you want to go in, they say no, or they say yes. It's less than 1% that actually go into treatment. The Oregon Judicial Department reports that through the end of May, police throughout the state had written 2,576 tickets for drug possession. And by the way, because those are tickets, those people are still on the street. And I got to be honest with you, that seems very low. I would guarantee you, they see, because I've been to Oregon, those guys are a mess up there. I would guarantee you, police just see them shooting up, they just walk by. They don't even bother. Because these guys aren't even going to pay the $100 fine. 75% of tickets result in convictions, the vast majority because the offender never showed up to court. So I get the ticket. Well, I mean, I'm homeless. I'm a drug addict. Throw the ticket away. Who cares? Not going to get any money from them. The big thing is property and violent crimes have gone up, including murder, which has gone up uh, who set, where Portland has set an all-time high of 90 murders. Now, most of these murders are not by drug addicts. They're by the gangs that are supplying the drug. They're turf wars. So these gangs are shooting each other so that they can keep a turf and they can sell the drugs to the people. This is bad stuff. And San Francisco... I would love to see some uh, stats from San Francisco. Of course, we never will. Now, here's the thing, though. I I have friends who believe in legalization, drug legalization. I think mostly marijuana for those people, Um, but I never really delved into it. Uh, And I know... And I know the worst things would not happen to these people. These people would not be hooked on smack or anything like that. I, I, I got it. They're smart. They're responsible. They can handle it. I get it. I'm not talking about those people. 
They aren't, these people don't want to use hard drugs. And they don't expect any handouts from anyone. Here's the problem. Most people in society, today's society, isn't like that. Millennials, Gen Zs, they're not like that. They don't have responsibility. They depend on the government. I mean, they're depending on the government now to get needles so they can inject their drugs. I told you this would happen. I told you if we started legalizing this stuff, well, I mean, why legalize? Well, because they get a compliant population. Why is the Democrats keep getting elected in Oregon? Oregon has been a disaster. Washington's been a disaster. California's been a disaster. Well, if you keep 20% of your population smacked on dope, you get a compliant population. And then they'll just vote you right in. And we're seeing all this happen in real time. By the way, before California gets excited, they lost 375,000 people in 2021. They just left the state. People are getting sick and tired of the BS in California. All right, here's something that, you know, I, I've got um, 45 seconds or so. Um, there's been a real big problem with food processing plants being destroyed in the last year or in the last about almost year there have been 20 plants destroyed and then on top of that you have the baby abbott closed down by the government because of a production problem because of a supposed health risk which by the way never turned out at this facility which caused our baby formula shortage last week i believe it was a dairy plant caught fire that's where i get the 20 and this week 10,000 head of cattle died because of extreme heat in kansas now, I do want to point out something. Uh, somebody pointed this out on Twitter. Um, cows don't just drop dead. How did you lose 10,000 head of cattle all at the same time? Now, MSNBC, all of the big, all of the big places, they're saying, okay, there's a conspiracy, the thought that the food shortage, the food crisis is being created by the government on purpose, especially with dairy, especially with, because they don't like cows, cows fart, and I guess the world's going to blow up because the cows fart. Um, and I, you know, I thought it was kind of, yeah, I mean, but it's happening a lot. And when I say 20, I think it's closer to 25. And that's not including all the dead cows and, and uh, the Abbott closing for the formula. So here's the question I have for you. Think about it. And I'm, I'm not quite buying this yet. I think it's strange that it's all happening at once. I need to do further research on it. Like, for example, yes, in the last six months... A lot of places. What has it been in the last five years? And what's the average per year? I haven't figured any of that out. I'm just throwing this out. When does a conspiracy theory not 
be a conspiracy theory? Just a question. Okay, I hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>